Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third year too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, well, we're doing a, a very special episode today. It's it's not your normal TV rundown. It's it's all about Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So we're just going to get right into things. Uh, some quick introductions. I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Uh, alongside always is Mr. I'm Salzy. Yeah, it's me. I'm on one of these too, yo. <laughs> and uh, welcome back to the show, uh, Gascles. What's up, Gascles? What's up, guys? And uh, first timer on the show, uh, welcome t- Tyler Pollock. What's up, Tyler? Hi, how are you doing? Good, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I have things to say about this <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting debate because I don't know any of your guys' thoughts right now. So this is going to be really interesting. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's just dive into this movie. This is definitely one of the most controversial movies of the year, and we're only in March, but... For very good reason, you know, it's got all kinds of, uh, it's sitting, I don't even remember, it's like a below 30, I believe, on the Rotten Tomato meter. Um, just critically panned, but uh, the f- fans are loving it. Um, you know, it's still bringing in money, I believe, after six days, five or six days, it's it hit uh, the 500 million mark world, worldwide. So, financially, it's doing well, but that doesn't always tell the tale of everything, but... Um, you know, let's just uh, just get some quick thoughts. Uh, Tyler, what were your initial thoughts of the movie coming out? It's a mess. Um, it's a mess. And I don't want Snyder to direct Justice League. I really don't, personally, I don't want him anywhere near the rest of the DC movies. But unfortunately, he's producing either, he's the executive producer on some, producer on all of them. So I guess I'll have to live with that. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, you know what, one of the first topics we were going to talk about is the negative stuff, you know, uh, whenever someone... Oh, perfect, so I can just talk for <laughs> exactly. an hour? <laughs> exactly, but, you know, like, someone comes and tells you, I got good news and bad news. We're going to start with the bad news first, so, uh, Tyler, let us know what you did not like about the movie. Oh, God, there was so much. <laughs> I um, know, right? There's so many. Um, let's see, um, well, the, 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 fi- the final fight was like extremely dark. Um, I couldn't really see what was going on except for orange energy bursts, things and smoke. Um, every bit that was like, like there were good parts of this movie that, sh- that if they were, if they weren't a part of this movie, I would like, but because they're part of this movie, I don't like them. Um, what was, if you had to pick like maybe one thing that made you mad the most, what would you say it was? Mad the most. Mad. Um, I don't know. Nothing really made me mad. I just got very disappointed. Um, so the hype, the hype, <laughs> the hype didn't live it up for you. No. Well, I I didn't have much hype going in, considering this is a Zack Snyder <laughs> film. Um, and I'm one of the people who liked Man of Steel. Okay. So you know that even then I wasn't expecting much. Uh, I was just gonna ask, what else? Uh, I mean, is it is it hard? Do you, are you finding it hard to come up with something just because you were just so disappointed with with what you saw? Yeah, like I mean, 
certain parts on their own were like I really liked them. Like I personally, I really liked Lex Luthor. Um, I really liked Wonder Woman. Um, but I feel like because the I feel like I like Wonder Woman because the movie didn't have her enough in it for her for her to to ruin her. You know, like um, I liked uh, the senator, um, Senator Finch or whatever her name was. I liked her in her little tiny arc. Um, you know, I like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I don't feel he got enough of him as Batman to, for me at least personally, to decide if he's a good Batman or not. But I liked his Bruce Wayne a lot. Um, I, I mean, there's... Uh... <laughs> Do you need a second to process everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I... <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt. I, it sounds to me like you have a lot to say too. Well, like, let's let's uh, let's just start with things off and saying that it wasn't ooh ESPN. It wasn't a terrible movie. I didn't think it. Well, at least I don't think so. I didn't think it was as awful as say twenty nine percent on the Rotten Tomato score. Was I disappointed with a lot of things? Yes, but I don't think. Um, I think a lot of general audience critics panned it because of because it was confusing, it was muddled, it was hard to follow at a lot of times, especially the first hour and a half of the movie where it's all exposition and um, character drive, uh, you know, um, character like motivation building and things like that. It was kind of hard to follow, um, and it raised more questions than than, than answered. I think towards the end, um, something that like comes off the bat uh, right immediately for me um, is definitely that first hour of the movie where they're explaining where, you know, um, how the world sees Superman as a, as a hero, as well as someone who should be feared. Um, And, you know, they really focused in on the destruction of the metropolis and how um, Bruce was there boots on the ground, helping people. And he's seen this guy just tearing down building after building, um, so that Im- immediately, you know, gave like, oh, okay, that's the reason why he doesn't like, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne doesn't like Batman or sorry, uh, Superman. Um, okay, there, boom, that that's it. You don't have to worry about anything else. That's why they don't like. Him. That's why he doesn't like him. Um, but then later on, when they're trying to formulate why Superman doesn't like Batman, I didn't really follow that too much at least it wasn't that so much it wasn't confusing it was like that's a little thin it was like oh because he's branding people and that's wrong it came off a little hypocritical um like what he says from bruce says to clark in that at the party yeah yeah and like it it was more along the lines of how it was structured i liked a lot of the elements of it um and we'll get to that when we get to what we enjoyed but um, since we're starting with the bad, I'd probably say the biggest thing is just the way that the whole movie was structured and the the pacing of it felt a little tiresome in the first half. And then um, they really blew their wad towards the last like 30 minutes of it. Yeah, like, I, I want to say actually I, I didn't really mind the final fight scene. It was a nice change of pace. Maybe that's not exactly a positive, but it's uh, it's definitely not a negative to add to the long list of stuff. But um yeah, that's just my immediate reactions coming out of, out of the theater. Was this, it was it was structured a little, little different for me, and it was very jarring. Especially there wasn't really a lot of establishing shots in the first hour of the movie, so 
I didn't really know where everyone was for a second unless I looked in the background for a second. It was a lot of like hard cuts to, you know, uh, character interactions. And I thought that was um, like very, very jarring. And I was trying, really trying to follow, which made me miss some parts of the conversation. I'm like, because I have to process like, wait a second, where is everybody? Why are we talking about this? Okay, well, now we're on this storyline. Now we're on that storyline. That storyline abruptly like finish talking about it because we have to move back to what superman was thinking and then he's really sad on the fire escape now we're cutting back to this and then it's cutting back to um you know uh bruce tracking down um wonder woman and it was a lot it was very all over the place Mm -hmm. and but none of it was terrible it was just that i it was a lot to process it was very like scatterbrain kind of thing so someone that's into puzzles did it feel like it was just puzzle pieces everywhere and they just didn't put them in the right places yeah uh, the, the the pieces were there for a good movie um and yes yes pete i'm very much into puzzles yes follow my instagram um i i, I felt like all the pieces were there for a good movie for a good movie, not a good Batman v Superman movie. Does that make that sense? Makes sense? This did well for me as a Batman and Superman movie, not a Batman versus Superman movie. Okay. And a, a lot of it ties into the way it's structured, but also like character motivations overall. Okay. The big saving grace this whole movie, though, I agree though with uh, with Tyler is is Lex Luthor. He was he was a amazing performance. I I really enjoyed his his uh, his approach to the character. Um, <clears throat> all right, Gas Quiz, what did you not like about the movie? Um, I didn't like, you know, of the, uh, of the, of the four horsemen of the, of the metahumans, like the little, um, you know, JLA reveal mm-hmm. scene. Um, I didn't like, I didn't like the Flash's, uh, reveal. Um, which, which Just part? because I, <laughs> the, uh, the, just the, the whole thing of him being on the security cam in the 7-Eleven or whatever. They're stopping, yeah. uh, stopping the the robbing gunman. Um, I just, you know, Barry Allen is representative of of something as far as his role in the Justice League, and I just wanted, first of all, I wanted something that that more clearly depicted that that was Barry, right? I wanted, I would have preferred that shot being in like the CCPD with him in his forensics lab, um, or at a crime scene, or, or something that made him seem like a forensics professional, not some hipster grabbing skim milk from the Seven Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. It just that just kind of fell flat for me. Um, so there was that, and uh, and the other thing was, you know, I was I was kind of really surprised that the uh, that the fight on the uh, was it on the third floor of the warehouse at the end of yeah. the movie. Yeah, that that fight, I, I was really surprised that we had basically seen that entire combat scene uh, in the trailer. Um, and I, I didn't, I, you know, I don't have as many complaints about the trailers in general as, as most other people do. Um, but but I was really excited to see that scene. Uh, as I sat and watched the movie, I, I got more and more surprised that we hadn't seen it. And I'm like, holy crap, that's, that's at the end of the movie. Um, which surprised me. Having seen the trailer, I just thought that that was going to be like... In, in the, at the beginning of the movie, or uh, or in the middle, um, and uh, and then when it was when it wasn't there until the end, um, then I was really surprised that, like I said, we, the trailer basically showed ninety percent of that fight. Um, 
So that was it. Those were the two things I didn't okay, like. Okay. Um, joining us uh, is Emmanuel. Welcome to the show, Emmanuel. What's going on, guys? Sorry for being no, no, late. You're good. You're good. Um, we are talking about the things we didn't like about uh, Batman v Superman. So, let... <laughs> sounds like you got a list. Although you did give it a good review, so I'll say that. But yes. yes. <laughs> but uh, what? Let me know. You know, give me just a few things to what really irritated you the most and and didn't live up to what you felt was the hype. All right. I mean, first and foremost, I was not content with Lex. Um, and Jesse Eisenberg's performance. It was just, I didn't know where they were going with it. It was so one-dimensional. Um, he came off as generic, stereotypical, and just, just it just never gelled with our conception of what Lex Luthor was supposed to be. So for me, especially with comic book movies, they're almost defined by the villain. Right. The villain is what raises up the stakes to make the hero, you know, as good as they can be. Um, so that was a very big misstep, um, in my opinion. And I think overall, just not getting too detailed with it, there was a lot of symbolic just allegory all throughout the movie. And, you know, the thing with symbolism is if you miss it, it doesn't make sense. And you're kind of left in the dark, you know. Um, there was just a lot of points. I mean, with the dream sequences, um, and some of the some of the connections that Snyder really wanted us to connect to and stuff. It's almost like you know you have to sit around and contemplate these things hours <laughs> and days after mm-hmm. for it to finally click. And to me, you know, unless we're talking about the Matrix <laughs> or Inception which this wasn't, it's just not called for. You know, you you just didn't connect with a casual moviegoer, and I think that's a big problem. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. You know, it's it's, – because we had kind of an inception moment in the movie (laughs) when you have the dream of of the post-apocalyptic dark side Superman thing going on, and then you you cut from that, and I totally thought, okay, that was it. And then, boom, we have Ezra Miller's Barry Barry Allen – Coming, and, and okay. Here's here's where I kind of, I I'm I, maybe this is me trying to give them too much of the benefit of, of the doubt because in recent days, uh, Zack Snyder has come out and said that, you know, he's he's kind of played coy with that that whole dream sequence of Barry Allen and saying, well, you know, there could be a whole multiverse thing going on and it doesn't necessarily have to be him from this earth, but that might be too confusing for the audience. Whereas us, um, I don't know if you guys watched The Flash, but we we kind of already know that stuff going in, but it's not necessarily established here. So I get what you're saying with that. Um, I did it. I I thought it was kind of cool from a comic book sense, but but I I I definitely agree that stuff like that did kind of miss because if we are keeping it in the context of ju- context just one Earth, um, his warning to Bruce kind of doesn't necessarily make sense at the end. Uh, because I mean, what what uh, unless Darkseid comes and and you know Superman resurrects and 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 he you know manipulates Superman and that's that's what we're seeing, which is which is very much a stretch. Um, that could be what he's talking about, but um, just for the sake of you know keeping everything together with with that whole sequence in the movie, it didn't make sense. It was very out of place. Um, well, let me go ahead. Let me let me let me ask you guys, Pete, because and and man from from what you said. 
and I and I and I didn't I didn't interpret that scene with with the Flash the way I get Snyder. Just, I, my gut tells me that's just Snyder flipping people crap and giving <laughs> something to think about. I just I mean I fir- I firmly interpret that scene as that is a time travel scene of Barry coming back yeah. from the future to yeah. to warn Bruce that that Lois is the key and probably that Lois has something to do with bringing Superman back to life. So as always, but but my question is is. Why is that not okay? I mean, because even I, I feel the exact same way that mm-hmm. you did about this movie. It took me, uh, it, it took me 120 hours from leaving <laughs> the movie to, to to land at a place where I felt like I had wrestled it to the ground and could and could yeah. firmly articulate how I felt about mm-hmm. the movie. And, and 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 my norm for what I would call it a complex, deep thinking movie is I usually talk about a 72-hour timeline, right? Sure, and, sure. and typically, I feel one way about the movie coming out, a different way at 24, different at 48, and finally at 72. My question is, is why is that not okay? And and and, and the reason I ask that is because I think, I think that that's deliberate. Mm-hmm. I, I think Snyder was trying to tell a story a certain way and create and drive a certain amount of complexity in the story. I... I I, I appreciate and I get and I understand the evaluation that that, that, that probably threw mainstream moviegoers for a loop. But if I'm not a muggle, do I care? Like, I mean, I mean, do, do, do I care that it takes the average mainstream moviegoer, that the average mainstream moviegoer goes and sees this movie and can't unpack it? I, I, I really don't. I mean, even if that negatively impacted the, the movie's financials, I mean, if some of my favorite movies are movies that didn't do well at the box office because other people couldn't get a grasp on it is, is that not okay uh, that, wanna, no no go ahead, go ahead, man, no, go ahead. Yeah, go all right so so i'm i'm gonna I'm I'm attack that more so from a business standpoint right so the purpose and the intention of this movie if this was like a solo movie right like if it was just a niche film we were just doing this just to make it it was a passion project fine i'm all with you you know that's that's totally cool who cares what the average person thinks if it goes over their head, you know, but the purpose and intent of this movie was to be a setup film. And there was so much writing on this film to not only set up, um, you know, future movies with justice league and all that, but it was also to establish that, you know what, Hey, Marvel's not the only competition in town, you know, and they had a responsibility in my opinion to play to the average moviegoer and the casual audience because if that doesn't work out we've got another fantastic four situation (laughs) on our hands where it flops or it just doesn't make enough money studios panic and then boom you know all chaos ensues so i think from a business standpoint with this you know particular film they had that responsibility to make it more appealing and digestible for the average moviegoer if yeah, this was I, Watchmen, not so much but something on this scale come on now yeah yeah for this you have to appeal to the mass audience otherwise it won't work i mean that's just that's just that's just simple thinking for a, especially for a movie like this where you where they're desperately trying to claw their way up to where Marvel's at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you have to 
just you have to make it simple enough for people to understand. But you have to make yeah, you have to make it simple enough for people to understand, and then you can start adding in the little right. references. Yeah, and I, but I I feel like this movie started with the references first, and then I feel like I feel like Snyder read Dark Knight Returns and <laughs> like you know some other Frank Miller comic, and and that was it. <laughs> like he had no other input other than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I was um, watching some periscopes from different, uh, different, not necessarily critics, but just fans. Like I was watching one of El Mayambe. He did he, he did a couple periscopes after he watched the first one, and the second one. And the one thing that kind of concerned me was he said it's really good, but it's very inside ball. Um, what did he say? It's it's um, inside, inside baseball. baseball. And, yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of. I mean. If you're yeah, trying to attract true. the mass general audience and they don't hit on those comic book references, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, yeah. as much as I enjoyed it, the person sitting next to me who's never read comic books before but knows Superman, Batman, right. isn't going to get it. Um, like, right. there were so many nods to Death of Superman return storyline. And I'm sure nobody who's read that got that. Um, I thought mm-hmm. they were pretty awesome, but nobody else got that beyond us. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I totally understand. Um, I totally understand that aspect. And speaking on, you know, adding things in, you know, the whole JLA buildup. Now, uh, Matt, did you think that it was too much of a buildup? Do you think they threw too much in there? Do you think there was stuff that could have been cut from the movie and it still would have been okay? The the whole uh, Wonder Woman on her laptop thing felt a little much, but I, I thought it was fine. I mean. I'm I'm coming from a perspective of while I was sitting in the movie, I hated the first hour of the movie because I, I'm like, what the what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, oh okay, yeah, now they're gonna show off what's gonna happen in future installments. So all right, I'll enjoy this right now. Um, so I, it was a welcome, um, <laughs> uh, change of uh, scenery, I guess. So I was like, oh, now they're gonna show off who's coming. Oh, there's Jason Momoa just hanging out in a, <laughs> a abandoned ship with with hanging glowing eyes. <laughs> Everyone has glowing eyes in this universe. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, but he looks great, so who cares? He does. Yeah. He looks fucking awesome. And that's, like, really the reason why I watched this movie. Um, yeah. If you guys listened to last week's show, um, See the Nerd Podcast, um, I was super jazzed. Uh, I was like, just only need Aquaman scenes. Yagado looks awesome. And I'm on all these two things. I'm fine. And, um, yeah, he looks awesome. I mean, he he uh, stabbed his trident pretty dang forcefully and... Um, he looked great. Underwater scenes were cool. Um, and I didn't, I guess I didn't really mind too much about, um, like, Barry's reveal. Because they're just, like, revealing that they're out there. Mm. Although I do get what you mean. Um, who brought up Cassie, please? Yeah, you brought it up. That it wasn't him in, at um, at his job, you know, uh, showing off that he's, you know, a like scientist. Like what we used to see on the it was just. Yeah, like he, it didn't show any of his character beyond he's fast. You know, it was just some guy. You Will know, it go that far? I mean, like, is that the same flash that we're gonna get from them? Are Are you talking? Are you comparing the TV and the movie? That's what oh, I'm saying. Like, um, just not, I know the actors are different, obviously, but I mean, like, are they well, gonna see, that, give us that? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. That's the thing or... is, it's very is is all we know is that Ezra Miller is the Flash. That's all we know. Um, we don't know if there's going to be any connection. If there's going, if we're going to see another Cisco and and Caitlin, we don't know if there's going to be uh, teases to Reverse Flash and Zoom and all that. As far as I know, it's it's Ezra Miller's the Flash, and that's uh, that's it. 
um, and and they're still working on the movie, which is supposed to come out in a few years. But um, but yeah, I mean, we don't. I mean, we're very in the dark about how they're going to handle this, and and I gotta think that a little bit's got to be because of how well the show is doing. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah. If the show wasn't doing well, or if there wasn't even a show, we'd probably would see a lot different, a lot more different of of bear of this Barry in this universe. Um, uh, uh, Gasclis, what do you what did you think of of the um, the fact that Lex kind of uh, gave everyone their name and their symbol? Not like you know Cisco on the TV show. We're so used to him naming everybody, but in this one, I thought it was kind of weird that Lex named everybody. What do you think of that, Gasclis? Uh, it did. It, I don't know. It it didn't hook with me because I completely I I missed that. I mean, and and his naming, the only thing I noted of his naming was just his kind of colloquial references to Bruce as the Bat, you know. And, and you well, know. I mean, he he had like logos and everything. I mean, that was the whole thing, the file that that Bruce sent to Diana. You know, he he he's. I mean, it was. I, I I let it slide. I let a lot of stuff slide in this movie because I really wanted to love it, and and I did yeah. love it. But there was a lot of things when you sit down and you really break it down, like Emmanuel, you were saying earlier, like you know, <laughs> you you got to sit down and, and you got to break this down more than a regular comic book movie. Yeah. It, it does get frustrating. Like I said, I let a lot of this stuff slide. But I'm curious, um, what you guys, uh, what did you, what did you guys think of that? Um, Gaskud, you said you. You... Well, I, I I let it slide because there was so much that we didn't know. I mean, we don't we don't know. All we know is that these heroes have not been assembled into the Justice League. We don't know that we don't know whether or not they're already full blown crime fighters like Soups and Bats are. Um, I I mean, so I, I I guess I just partially made the assumption that these guys were already active as superheroes and those symbols were oh, you know things okay, he'd okay. seen on their costumes. Okay. Um, and that his that would make sense. You know, I mean, that would explain why Lex is got everything labeled and in a sense that actually wouldn't that would mean that he didn't give them those symbols they would already have them. right i thought yeah. he just had a lot of time to do photoshop <laughs> you know yeah like and i that, mean that... i just i just assumed he got like you know he he had like a you know one of his late nights and just like yeah. hey i have a few extra hours let me just go to photoshop <laughs> well, and thinking about the way that he was like talking about batman and superman fighting together like day versus night you know right. thriller in manila you know it's like, it's almost like he's playing with his toys and he's like pew 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 he's lightning and then yeah. and then well, she's so... and she's a supergirl but not really she's wonder woman and this and that and, and it's uh he gets very excited about all these metahumans that i'm not surprised that he has like files on them already you know well, well so they, this, they, is, they... this is this is this is the thing if you if you if you assume that he made the symbols then it's kind of making an assumption that we're at, that were at those characters' origins, and I, and I didn't make that assumption okay. other than Cyborg because we actually see his origin. I didn't make that okay. assumption because because this movie is not an origin movie, right? It's mm -hmm. it's a it's a deliberate sidestep around the whole boring origin movie framework that that. And I like the Marvel movies, so don't yeah. don't take this the wrong way. But but Marvel went through the origin path, mm -hmm. right? Well. And, and and what, I think one of the critical discussion points of this whole thing is that DC is decidedly not doing that. So again, I didn't assume that that he made the symbols because I didn't assume we were getting an origin story for those characters. I I'm not gonna throw the origin thing out the out the uh, window yet. 
I mean, the reason why Marvel made those origins were because a lot of those characters were not well-known characters. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people didn't know. I mean, Iron Man was not a casual, you know, homegrown uh, superhero name like Batman or Superman. Imagine Avengers um, movie thrown, thrown everyone together. Nobody knows who they are. Right. It would just kind of be like, who are yeah. these people? It would be a jump mess. And, you know, now what we didn't need, we don't need a Superman origin. We don't need a mm-hmm. Batman origin. We could use a Wonder Woman mm-hmm. origin just because we've never had one on screen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and dare I say, I-, I wouldn't mind a 10 minute montage or something of a Flash or a Cyborg having an origin I, I, in their I, own movie. I feel Cyborg is a is a weird... Yeah, because they're going to make a movie for him and I have no idea what they're going to do with him. Because he's, you know, his origin's kind of straightforward, like... Yeah. And also, speaking of speaking of that, the going back to the file things, like... I had, I had no idea what the, the what the box was. Like, mm. what, what... Like, someone had to explain to me what that was, like, going... The, and, mo- yeah, the like, box or whatever? Yeah, like, so... Imagine how, how a casual fan, like a person who, yeah. you know, like, oh, is, there's a box that gives him cybernetic limbs. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not, I'm not hating on the origin path that Marvel took. I agree. It was appropriate for what they were going to do. It's just kind of like you said, E-Man, there's just certain instances where I don't need it. And so I despise it right. when movie companies go that way just because, like, yeah. I, I think I mentioned earlier this week, like if freaking Marvel does it, or Sony or whoever does another damn Peter Parker origin story, oh my god, slip <laughs> the hell out. Well, you know, we got that Spider Man movie in a couple years, so who knows what that's yeah. gonna be. Um, um, Miles Morales because Peter dies in Civil War. There's a, there's a lot of people hoping for that. Um, you know. With so many so many things going on, um, you know, I'll, I'm just I'm just gonna say this real quick. I love the movie. I had a I had a, I did have a lot of problems with it, but it didn't. I didn't have so many problems that it made me not like the movie. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Um, now we have word already that there's gonna be this huge director's cut release. That's probably gonna be three hours long. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? Do you think that it's gonna fill in holes? Do you think it'll fill in enough holes to fix this movie um matt i'll start with you what did do you think that it'll satisfy the people that are just really mad at this movie uh no unless it's a complete re-edit of the movie (laughs) (laughs) uh at least the first hour of the movie um i think a a rated r cut would I, i don't know what they would fit in maybe more scenes with um uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, Scoobinaire's character, the wheelchair-bound person mm-hmm. that he saved. Um, I think it might. I don't think it's going to be any more fights. You think so? Like, let's just let's 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 take that off the table. Um, it's no, like they're not gonna. I think they made all the fight scenes that they could. You know, like uh, with 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 their money. Um, I, do maybe they want to make some more? Maybe do they do they want to trim down some other angles? Maybe, but. I don't think they're going to be adding or extending like the Superman and, and Batman fight scene. I wish they did, but I and I'd be really happy if they did. But I don't think it's going to be any more fight scenes. Like a rated R cut would be like, um, 
I don't know really what rated R stuff they would add in there, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Manuel, do you want to say something? Well, from what I heard, it was I think they actually are adding more fight scenes. Oh my <laughs> god, that's yeah, good. I'm sorry. because I'm that's sorry. what's wrong with this movie. <laughs> right, right. No, but I think like because it wasn't going to be rated R for language or yeah, anything like yeah. that. It was just like, apparently the violence was so intense yeah. that yes, uh, that's, that was my biggest question out. about that. So, so thank you for clearing that up. And yeah. that's I mean at least it's entertaining to watch people punch people in the face, you know, than philosophy. Well, it, and, Philosophy. It seems like the biggest chunk of the movie that's going to get put back in is the mysterious Jenna Malone character. Um, now, there's been rumors flying rampant as to who she is. A lot of people think she's Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, uh, or who eventually becomes Oracle. There's there's that whole, you know, maybe they shot the scene from The Killing Joke that shows how mm. she, she became Oracle. You know, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. And 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 then, mm-hmm. you know I know those were ramp- those were rumors were rampant for a good year when they were shooting, um, but I I just I just know that that is a big part of of the uh, the editing of what's going to come back in the movie. Now that's the thing is I think Matt you were saying that it's not going to really help anybody who who is mad at the movie anyway unless they do a full edit um, because that's going to add even more on. I mean that's the thing is that as, as much as I want to see what that is I think it could make people even more mad and say well so. You're not going to fill in the stuff that we were confused about. You're going to add on to that. Um, Agasocles, what do you think of what do you think of that? Uh, as usual, you lost me in one of your threaded <laughs> questions. <laughs> is it how I feel about the R-rated version, or is it how I think the R-rated version is going to make other people feel? Uh, how do you think the R-rated version is going to make other people feel? Uh, I'm 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 not sure. I just I I don't care about the. They're already. I, so to me, the theatrical release is what the movie is. I never buy extended cuts or or all that kind of stuff. My brother gets into that stuff, and he and I talk about it. I pretty much rely on him to tell me anything relevant or pertinent from that. Um, for for me, it's the theatrical release, and and even maybe more importantly with this movie, you know, that hundred and twenty hours that I talked about. Mm-hmm. I, I really need to get off my bottom and uh, and write because what I want to write is I want to write like the story of this movie that exists in my head mm-hmm. that I formulated from that 120 hours of thought, <laughs> because it's a lot of me filling in blanks that, that makes the story more cohesive in, in my mind. Um, and I don't know whether that's good or bad, but I feel like, I feel like when we talk about this movie, it's like, it's like we're each talking about a different movie. So more, more so starkly the fact than it is with, with a typical movie. Now, um, Tyler, leading into our next segment, what you know, you obviously you had a lot to say. You're, you're, there's a lot of things that that disappointed you about the movie. What would you say made you the most happy, or something that you did find um, very entertaining about the movie? Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, well, I mean, honestly, in terms of getting me excited to see movies, the the next movies. Like, I am excited for Wonder Woman. Um, they succeeded in that, at least. Um, I mean, like I said, I feel she was in there just long enough to provide enough... I, I feel like I feel like she was in there just enough to where the movie couldn't ruin her. And just enough to provide, you know, 
enough mystery about her to make you want to go see her movie. I do wish they would have actually said her name, though. Um, That would have actually been good instead of just, hey, Miss Prince. (laughs) Also, also, has, has no one... In the in 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 the in the entire production of this movie, been on an airplane, like like they don't they don't let you leave. <laughs> yeah, they don't let you like just walk out. Yeah, no, there was a lot of little things like that. Like, um, just I don't know. I, I don't even know how they would answer that. If you asked Zack Snyder, he probably he probably. Uh, oh, to... also, sorry. I just I want to say I want to say this one thing. They killed off Jimmy Olsen in this. Yeah, they did. So, okay, I want like, to ask you guys about that. Was that so? So he, so Jimmy, so they basically turned Jimmy Olsen into an undercover FBI agent or something, or yeah, is that what it yeah. was? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it wasn't communicated in the movie at all. Um, they said they're gonna put in an R-rated version, but it wasn't communicated in the in the in the in the version that everyone else is going to see. We had no idea who this person was, and like. When he was killed, it was just all like, "Oh, okay, you killed someone. Good for you." Like, I'm, I don't care. I, I don't care about this person. I'm starting to get the impression that this movie is going to end up being like Prometheus, where the theatrical version just really threw people for a loop, just wasn't resonating with it. And I don't know about anybody else, but when I saw the extended version with all the deleted scenes and the captions and stuff like that, I actually appreciated the movie a whole lot more. So I, I, I don't know. They got some work to well, do. It, it's... <laughs> no, they do. They do, Emmanuel. They definitely do. Yeah. And just a little trivia: the character who played Jimmy Olsen in that, um, he, mm-hmm. if you watched Smallville, uh, way back when, uh, and Lex's long lost brother Julian came around, that's the actor who played Julian. Um, I think oh. Small, I think Zack Snyder has a has a soft spot for Smallville because you had that that actor playing that character. And then you had mm-hmm. the doctor who played Doctor Emil Hamilton in Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and then, and oh, then right. in the first that, yeah. episode of season ten, the the whatever Lex they created in that season was played by one of the Kryptonians in Man of Steel. So I thought that was very interesting. See, see, but this is the problem. This is the problem with Snyder. He has all these little nuggets <laughs> that I swear he probably gets giddy about, jumps up and does cartwheels about, and no one cares. I mean, like a few people will care, but like. The average person is just going to be like, I'm not going to make that connection. No, I... <laughs> you know, now that bring it up, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I wouldn't have gotten that for like 20 years had you not said yeah, it. it. It's, it just kind of struck me, and I just was like, oh, it's just it's just one of those weird random things you remember. Like, you know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be anything that was just like memorable or it's just something that kind of stuck in your head. And you're like, I was like, oh, okay. But that kind of got me on the whole thing of Zack Snyder's got a small a soft spot for Smallville. Because even uh, Amy Adams was a character in the first season of Smallville, which she was one of the meteor mm-hmm. meteor rock freaks, whatever they call them. The Dang, Pete, that is deep in the Smallville <laughs> knowledge. I did not even know that. Yeah, she played this, this character. God, I'm going to get off on a tangent here. She, just real quick, she played a character who ate. And and the meteor rock made her skinny, and so that she would eat. She ended up eating students at the school. I am way out there right now. <laughs> what? That is deep. season four, deep. episode <laughs> twenty-eight. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. Who remembers what a small? I do apparently. All right, so let's get into uh, the other good things that we liked. Uh, Agastocles, what what was one of the best things that you took away from this movie? 
Um, like I said, I, for me, there were, I, I guess there were just a few things kind of structurally um, that he did that, that, that I appreciated. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth about not wanting to see a, a Batman origin story. Um, and, and I think, I, I think what, what he did was appropriate for this movie. It was like a four or five minute spot. Um, and, and yes, they did the scene. I, I was kind of amazed to see some reviewers like, you know, choking on their own vomit just because there was a scene showing Thomas and Martha Kent. I, I was like, well, I, I didn't necessarily feel that the movie had to be completely devoid of, of that scene. Um, so, so I was fine with it. It, 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 it introed and kind of set things up. Um, I, I loved, uh, Jeremy Irons as, um, as, uh, da, 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 as, uh, God, why do I keep forgetting? That's the second time this week I've done that. Um, as, as Alfred, and I, and I like that he's quite clearly the spec ops Alfred, um, you know, yeah. that used to be a former uh, uh, SAS, I think, operative um, for the Brits. Uh, all in all, and, and, and I know, and I get, I, like I, I get the financial aspect um, that, you know, a lot of, a lot of my feeling about this movie is I just liked it for me as a moviegoer. I care less and less every day about how other people felt about it. Um, I mean, or how it served other people's needs. It's it's becoming more and more a favorite of mine because it was a movie that I like to see and that and that speaks to what I like to see. I love the inside baseball stuff, um, and uh, and you know, and 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 I like that they didn't have like a, just a crap ton of exposition, um, you know, explaining all that stuff or setting it all up. So I I guess I liked it because it was to me it was a DC movie. It yeah. wasn't. It, it, it wasn't an interpretation of the DC mythology to be made digestible for, for non-comic book fans. It was quite statedly a, a comic book fan movie, and so I appreciate it for that. Yeah, you know, you bring up um, the whole Thomas and Martha Wayne scene in the very beginning, and I know there was a lot of talk about how, you know, uh, why do we have to rehash this origin again? We already know Bruce Wayne loses his parents when he's a kid. Unless you're reading Flashpoint, completely different. Um, but, uh, you know... One of the things I loved about it was the way Snyder shot that whole sequence felt a lot more personal than all the other iterations they've done before. Because I feel like they were all wide shots and you just heard a gunshot and you saw the expression on the parent's face or you saw Bruce's face. This one was very personal, um, whether it was like the, the kind of the panning up to Jeffrey Dean Morgan's face, you know, protecting his family or... You know, you had Martha Kent, Martha Wayne going all Maggie from Walking Dead on the the bad guy. You know, you had um, you know, you had the gun going through her pearls. I, I, and then the gun going off. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, that was that was shot brutal. It, yeah, like yeah. that was the most intense way they've ever done it. I, I don't know. Am I the only one here that thinks that it, that that was? And I thought that was really cool the way they did it because I've never seen it done that way. And so it it struck an emotional chord with me because I was like, oh my god, because. I felt like a lot of the focus was on the mom, which obviously it all kind of comes together at the end of the movie when Batman and Superman realize they have the right, the same mom or, or same uh, mother's name, first name. Yeah, the but, same <laughs> mom. <all> <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoa! Oh. Brother from another up. mother. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I liked how they keyed a little bit more on Martha Wayne because you, you never really see that in the Nolan movies. It's very father, son, you know Thomas and Bruce uh, when he's growing up and learning everything, and, and nothing that's bad. But I like that they paid a little more attention to the mom because they never really had before. 
Um, uh, Tyler, did you did you you sound like you did like that scene and you did find it to be pretty brutal? Yeah, I mean, just just like it it took it took its time making sure that you knew it was like directly at her throat. <laughs> yeah, like just like I mean, I get it. I knew we were gonna see it. I you know I wasn't really excited for it, and the fact that just just the fact that it was you know like. She's she died. She's dead. It's an important part of Bruce's story. Like, just like don't don't make her suffer. <laughs> Poor Martha and Thomas like, Wayne are doing this over and over and over again. <laughs> exactly. Like every five years, they get resurrected, and for five minutes, and then like five. Well, minutes what? They're, they're they bad. don't they don't have it as bad as Uncle Ben. <laughs> So, that's a good point. You know, <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, Uncle Ben dies every time, so um, that's true. There are some universes where they don't die. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it because you know, to me, it wasn't just explaining Bruce's origin. I felt like it was to lead something else. It was a plot device, basically, um, as well as as telling you about Bruce's origin. Even though you should, everyone at this point should know what Batman's origin story is. I don't care if you're even not a comic book fan. You've, you've kind of learned a little bit about why he does what he does. Um, Emmanuel, what did you think of, were you, were you happy? You know, we talked about the JLA setup and, and if there was maybe yeah. too much, did you like the Easter eggs put in there or, or blatant Easter eggs, I should say? So, okay, here's my thing with the Easter eggs, you know, as a comic fan. Yes. I appreciated them because I got them. You know, the second I saw the mother box, I was like, Oh, dark side. Got it. But I kind of felt as though, given the level of creativity that Snyder has displayed, you know, just in different areas, I thought they could have done this a little bit differently. I mean, we've seen the whole, let me look up on the computer and find a secret Easter egg character (laughs) move, you know, in X-Men. We've seen it, you know, when uh, in X-Men Origins, when they saw Gambit for the first time. Uh, We definitely saw it like once or twice in Spider-Man. Um, I'm pretty sure we saw it in some other Marvel movie. I just thought that they could have done it in a little bit more creative manner. Um, overall, though, you know, kind of like you, Pete, like, I enjoyed the movie so much, I kind of gave so many things a pass Mm -hmm. that it wasn't until the 120th hour that I was kind of (laughs) like, wait a minute. You know, so I was cool overall with the Easter egg characters. Um, it gave me hope you know, for the future. Yeah. And, th- and I think that's the thing is, um, I, I, I remind myself and I, whenever I talk to anybody about the movie, I try to tell them, you know what, there's going to be a lot of things that you're probably not going to like about the movie. But the important thing to remember is this is a complete setup for the rest right. of the DCEU. Um, and whether or not that includes DC TV, that's a talk for another, that's a conversation for another time. But it's just a ta- it's a complete you know setup for JLA and when you see the Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg movies on their own, this is what it is and 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 to me in in that sense it served its purpose because we got all that in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, what did you think of the Easter eggs and did you did would you have liked a little bit more of of Jason Momoa? Let me just say this real quick, Matt. Were you expecting him to come out of the water when Lois was looking for the Kryptonite spear? <laughs> no, I was not. Um, I was. <laughs> I I was like, no, just fucking stay in your boat and just don't come out because, I mean, you can you, I, can, you can save this movie if you want, but 
clearly the our one and only savior is Superman, apparently. But I, uh, I wanted I wanted him to just like rise up with like a torrent of water beneath him. <laughs> oh, that'd like, be awesome! <laughs> like just hand with a spear. Just, yeah, just like hand with a spear with like this this yeah, literally just like here you go with like. <laughs> <laughs> and gotta then go now. Vanish and <laughs> he like salutes and, like, and slowly yeah, exactly. falls down. <laughs> and like no one says a thing about how weird that was. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. This is Aquaman. No, no. I want. I wanted. I wanted to be a thing where uh, Aquaman just like gets you the things you lost in the ocean back. <laughs> hey, my drop this. All right. See you later. Well, here's where the here's where the toy companies mess with your head. Because back when they did the whole Toy Fair, I, I know it was not that long ago, but they released it, uh, a toy of Jason Momoa's Aquaman um, standing in a pile of rubble that looked very similar to where they were battling, that whole warehouse thing. Oh, and and it wow. was what – if you look at the toy, it looks exactly like a setup for him coming. So when that scene was happening, that whole image was in my head, and I'm going – are, are we going to see Aquaman? Like, like not just that little cameo, but is he actually going to come in? Yeah, we're in a yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it was the toy yeah. was was a, a total setup for that, and so obviously, like I said, they mess with my mind, and and I never, I was, I was Whoa. a little bummed by that. You, you know, the toys also showed Lex Luthor in his suit. Yeah, that's that's you true. know, and, and so. <laughs> can't trust you know hasbro or whatever well, i bought a lego a lego set from batman v superman where he's flying a chopper and fighting batman or superman in wonder woman which is obviously a lie so, uh, <laughs> but at least uh, that would have been interesting. that would have been very interesting um but matt what else did you but, what, uh, yeah. go ahead and continue about your, what you liked but uh yeah to, to go back to your question about the easter eggs um a lot of it went over my head i'm not i don't really have a deep dc knowledge i don't read a lot um the only things I have read are like Aquaman related, um, which means I'm not. But that doesn't mean I'm like an Aquaman like super fan. Although I would like to be, I just haven't read enough yet. But um, I a lot of it went over my head, and um, echoing what Agassiz was saying, how um, a lot of people did find. I love the term inside baseball. I think that's such a great term for this movie. Yeah. Um, I I had that was like one of my pluses for this movie is I like how. They really catered it towards those who know their stuff, um, but it still doesn't detract from having a cohesive story. That was the only thing that I have to give a negative for. Um, but the positive is that yes, this like they they set out to make um, and hopefully make a whole universe surrounded with you know all these kind of um, not only just Easter egg nods, but um, they also you know. They they don't insult the the uh, the deep intelligence of, of of DC fans watching this movie. Um, they they don't want to waste their time. They just want to show um, you know fun story arcs that have been presented before. Now we're presented on screen and some they've never seen before. So um, I, I have to apply that they've made a movie directly for comic book fans, at least in the sense that everything that everyone's finding and telling me about went completely over my head. So I have to assume that it was made for comic book fans, but, um, you know, and, yeah. and Matt, and Matt's bringing out a good point. You know, a, a lot of, I feel like a lot of how you feel about a movie can be very positional and relational to other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I'll definitely <laughs> say, you know, um, you know, a, a large part, a large part of the appreciation that this is maybe a, a, a thinking movie um, is because for me, the Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was the last to be big blockbuster um, that I had been looking forward to, wasn't. 
right? So, you know, now if you switch when those movies come out, at least for me, maybe I feel a different way. Maybe I feel like Batman v Superman is totally confusing and muddled. And, and, and I like kind of the off ramp of The Force Awakens, which I feel like is a movie that expects you to not put a lot of thought into questioning things that go on. Um, but, but because that movie felt, because Force Awakens felt like I wasn't expected to think and I was just supposed to kind of, you know, accept the waving hands and, and not look for the band behind the curtain, um, I, I'm a little more appreciative of, of BVS. You know, um, I didn't really, oh, sorry, Pete, just chime in on that. I didn't really find, like, I understand, like, a very deep and a very dense movie, but I, I still don't find Batman v Superman as a dense movie. As much as it plays with a lot of themes, right. um, I don't think that a movie needs to be, you know, I can easily, un, you know, un, un, unpack it, you know, as it's unfolding in, before me. I don't, I'm not along for a ride. I, I don't mind that, um, you know, really sinking my teeth into some really, like, thick text for uh, for a movie. But I also uh, don't appreciate movies that kind of, like force us to say oh i'm just gonna accept that oh i guess that means that you know in the middle of watching a movie i don't i shouldn't have to look at its 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 structure you know i shouldn't have to it should there, there was no flow i guess for for what I'm, what I'm trying to say it wasn't really easy to follow for me and coming out of it i don't find myself having to think about it for the next 120 hours um just because i it's completely like like phase me like i don't I don't think that they're not – I don't mean to say that it's a bad movie because you have to think about it later. What I'm trying to say is I don't like – I don't think I should be confused while I'm watching a movie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's fine for me to miss stuff <clears throat> and you know, later on I'm like, oh, you know what? Now that I think about this scene, it was presented that way because of this way. Um, I do feel like – Batman v Superman was a confusing movie just because of the way that it was structured, not because it was dense. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Sense. And I, I don't know if a lot of people feel the same way. I haven't had a chance to read a lot of reviews, but um, I do like your idea, Agassicles, um, of, of returning to a movie 120 hours later and see how you feel about it. I never really thought of it that way. Um, I, I just wanted to say that I, uh, one of the things, the things I did like was. Uh, you know, I already said how I liked how it was a setup, a pure setup for for the rest of the DCEU and, and JLA. Um, I, I enjoyed the connection of Batman and Superman and how they came to understand one another. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people. We'll get into this in a second. Uh, I know a lot of people were mad about the characterizations of a lot of these characters um, and how they were portrayed versus what they grew up watching or reading about. Um, you know. Oh, you know, I'm just going to get into this now. With Batman, there's a lot of, of people who really loved the Affleck take on Batman, mm-hmm. but they also were like, "What? why is he killing? Why is he doing all this? Um, my my <coughs> thoughts on that are, you know, so obviously we have a seasoned Batman. He's been it for years. I think, these, I think Alfred says 25 years they've been doing this. Um, you know, the, we've obviously, we obviously saw the Robin suit, which harks back to... I'm assuming Jason Todd. I, I know that they haven't they haven't come out and said it. Even Snyder has kind of said a Robin. He hasn't name dropped who which Robin. But I think we're all kind of leaning towards the Jason Todd death of, death of death in a family storyline, where Joker beats the crap out of him to death. Um, and I think that's 
you know, and so I look at that and I look at, you know, Bruce's last family, you know, when he was young, he loses somebody who looks to be close to him in the Wayne, Wayne financial building, um, during the, the Superman and Zod fight. Uh, so, so for me, I saw a very broken Batman, someone who, you know, who's been doing this for so long and now he's like, so I've fought all these criminals. I fought my entire rogue gallery and put them away, but now I got to deal with superhuman beings from another planet who I don't know how to defeat them. So he's going about it every, through every means necessary. And, and I, and I, I think what I liked about that was it showed him in a very, very dark place maybe even darker than what we've seen Batman in before. Um, and and what I liked about his turn is is when the whole, you know, Martha thing comes up, I feel like there's a, a change in him. Like, he doesn't see Superman as just an alien. There's a He's humanized in his eyes because he's like, oh, this guy's got a mom. And, oh, wow, so we have the same, our mothers share the same name. There's There's just a huge change there. Uh, you know, and, and I felt like it was like a complete turn because then we really see Batman get into combat. Um, we don't see as much as the killing, you know, there's, there's, you know, him flying into the bat and he's taking guys out. But to me, that was more of a product of the bad guys being there. If, well, you're a bad guy and you're shooting a gun. If Batman's going to shoot the gun and if he's going to shoot at the car and it's going to blow up, you're just kind of in the, in the line of fire type of thing. Um, I, I kind of felt like there was a turn and, and, and what I'm trying to get at is, you know, the title is Dawn of Justice. And I think that by the end of the movie, that is what we're watching. We're watching that dawn of not just of just not just the Justice League, but the dawn of these characters coming back from a dark place from where they started. Um, you know, Superman's very like he wants to do the right thing, but he's still battling with the fact that he is seen as, you know, he's to some he's seen as a hero. To some he's seen as someone that needs regulations. Someone that needs to be kept in check. You know, it's, you know, it's very much speaks to what they're going to do in Civil War. Um, but he's very confused. And I know, you know, he doesn't know what to do. And so that's why he talks to his mom and he tells Lois. And then I really liked that scene when he saw his dad in the, in the um, you know, I don't know where he was going exactly. but um, And he can't say it's the Fortress of Solitude because we haven't seen that yet. Um, but, you know, he has that moment, that very Smallville-ish moment where he sees his dad and he, they kind of have a small, really quick conversation, and it kind of brings him back a little bit more to maybe why he should be doing it, uh, what he's doing. And so, like I said, you know, to me, what I liked about how the setup is how the title not only spoke to spoke about the movie, but spoke about the characters. Um, they start in a dark place, but they get where they need to be, which is heroes. So I just wanted to say that. Um, Emmanuel, what did you think of the whole Batman controversy and and how a lot of people are perceiving him as uh, what he's doing is like murder? Well, first of all, let me just comment on the on the Robin thing. I know it's very popular to think about him being Jason Todd, and I do think that they might go that way. The one thing that makes me think it's not Jason Todd is the staff and the bow staff. And this might be just nerdy comic knowledge. I don't know. But I think that costume really belonged to Tim Drake. And maybe prior to that, something happened with Jason Todd and some falling out happened where the entire family broke up, you know? So I, I, you know, and and what ends up happening and just to tie it back to Batman and uh, this, this version of Batman, I think what happens is, is the fact that it is more set up that we just weren't prepared for. 
um, or they just didn't properly communicate. Because one thing that I noticed in this movie is that a lot of the setup ends up being very subtle blurbs, you know. Um, when you look at like a Marvel movie, when they want to set something up, they make it very dramatic, you know, or they, or they make it very obvious, I should say, you know, like, Hey, we got a guy that does this and he does it and he climbs walls and, you know, like they do stuff where you're like, I, I got it. But with this Batman, you know, the only connection that we have as an underlying reason as to why he's so violent and he's just so, you know, battle ridden is that conversation he had with Alfred, you know, um, yeah, he's been doing this for over 20 years. And, you know, he makes that comment to Alfred saying, well, how many people have we seen, go, you know, be good and go bad? And, you know, I, I think that with Snyder drawing from, you know, the Dark Knight Returns um, graphic novel, you know, eventually Batman did get to that point. But it took him like 60 years, yeah, yeah. you know, to get to that point to to finally cross that line. So, you know, it did feel a bit rushed in that sense. But I understand what he was trying to do. And again, this is one of those things that I don't like about the movie because I couldn't immediately get this from the movie, either watching it or after, you know, that 120 hours. It had to come from when I listened to one of his uh, interviews and he was talking about this issue about the violent Batman and he was basically saying well we had to make Batman basically so dark that it gave Superman reason not to like him you know um, because obviously if Batman was just roughing up criminals that's not going to drive Superman that much to go out and stop this crazy vigilante you know he had to obviously cross a line in some way shape or form now, I still think they could have handled this completely differently. Um, I, I'm, you know, even in my review, I'm a very big proponent of how DC handled the animated film Justice League War. I don't think they really needed to go this far with trying to build up the animosity between Batman and Superman because all they really had to do was just be like, oh, wait, you exist? Who are you? You just look like some crazy person flying around beating up other people and it could have just really just been a very big misunderstanding i think that in itself would have worked far greater than the whole like all right now i've got to drive and kill and essentially lose my way you know and uh because you know one thing snyder was saying was that over these 20 years batman lost his way obviously this is why he's killing and that's why he's you know going out crossing these lines and superman becomes that awakening you know for him to get back on the right path so i get it but i think it's a victim of circumstance i'm not gonna kill the movie for it you know so much because at the end of the day snyder tries to save it at the end um by giving batman more motivation to climb up even higher but i can completely understand how other people are just not going to gravitate to this more to the dark methods of this Batman. Uh, uh, Agasquiz, what did you think of uh, uh, the Superman of Henry Cavill's uh, Superman in, in this one? And did you like his Man of Steel uh, Superman? Uh, yeah, I, I was a fan of Man of Steel. Um, I like that this is 
you know, it, it's 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 Clark growing and moving forward from from where he was in Man of Steel, where he was, you know, a nomad, um, feeling like he needed to be completely separated from the human race. Um, so, you know, we, you know, as as we move through Man of Steel and move through its closure um, and see him exposed to Kryptonians, um, you know, we we see him coming out the other side of that kind of finally being willing to join the human race more in an active role. Um, and it's it's interesting uh, in this movie to see Clark um, as kind of a foil to Perry White um, in a journalistic sense. Um, that was a little jarring because I didn't quite I wasn't quite prepared for that portrayal of Perry White, um, but it it wound up being effective because it illuminated more of the character that's Clark, um, which you know in a Superman story I think is particularly important. Uh, Tyler, did you like? Uh, are you looking forward to a solo Batman movie with Bat- with Ben Affleck? If Affleck directs, yes, because I feel he has a better handle on the character than Snyder does. Absolutely. Um, I mean, am I? Do I really, really care about seeing another Batman movie? No. Will I go see it? Yeah. Uh, I just I don't like I I want other heroes. No, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, like I mean, you know, I'm I definitely be more excited to see it if if Affleck directs it. Yeah, that I mean they they've already said that he 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 has a script complete. So, um, I know there's a lot of word that uh, a lot of people are saying they should just fast track a Batman movie which I don't think anyone would have a problem with if we're going to get this kind of of Batman. uh, I mean, I want to see a vicious, brutal Batman, which is what we got in the movie. And I think that uh, watching a a two hour movie with him would be, would be pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the whole warehouse scene, um, watching him disable guns and then tie guys up, you know, and, and I, I just, to me, I felt like I was like, my Xbox controller isn't in my hand. I'm not yep. playing Arkham Asylum. Am I really seeing this right now? Um, so that was just really cool to watch. Um, now, there's been a lot of talk about Lois Lane's role in this movie. Uh, definitely, I would almost say she had a bigger role than she did in Man of Steel. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and then, yeah, and then you know, Ezra Miller's flash with the whole, you know, she's the key, very injustice uh, in that whole scene. Um, Matt, what did you think of, of uh, Amy Adams, uh, Lois Lane, and, and did you enjoy uh, as much screen time as she got? Did you think it was just enough? Yeah, I thought she was great. Um, in, in Man of Steel, I thought um, they treated her as, oh, wait, we need to give her something to do. Let's just put her on the alien <laughs> ship. Um, and then this one, she was like kind of like the crux of it. She was very badass. I want to see a standalone Lois Lane um, like a oh. miniseries or a, or a oh. movie or something. Cause uh, she was badass, dude. She was, she was, uh, she's. I'm not a woman. I'm a journalist. I'm here to ask the hard questions. Um, and uh, the whole thing where she uh, she noticed the bullet that was lodged in her um, in her journal or um, in her notebook, uh, pulled it out herself, used her own contacts um, in the Pentagon, tracked down a senator to get answers. I thought she was very like badass in that sense of like, you know, I'm gonna get the I'm I'm gonna help as much as I can. I'm going to dig up the the story in the ways that I know best. You guys can go wear your capes over there, 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a handle of what I know, and that's this bullet. And she really made it her mission, the the entire you know movie almost. And um, it was later on where you know they had her like, oh, let's have Lois hide hide the thing and then be in danger later. Um, but I I, you I liked off, her. You, you left off loses her modesty patch in the bathroom. <laughs> <scene. laughs> <laughs> can we can we talk about that for a second? Because I I, just, I want I want to say how stupid it is to have an open bathtub like that in an apartment, yeah. and and like you're gonna you're gonna get water on the ground and you're not gonna clean it up and then it's gonna like oh, go through the floor and like cause mold and water damage no, no, no. like. No, exactly. You have, like, those tenants downstairs are like their their ceiling is leaking. They're like, what the fuck? Exactly. Right there, you know, like, like come on, Superman. There, he's gonna clean all that up. It's all good. No, he like, won't. He didn't, he didn't clean up his mess from last time. Oh, that's <laughs> when the Kryptonians low. attacked. That's a oh, low man. Low. That was that was a, that was a punch to get there. You're gonna make him go evil again. <laughs> they don't like me anymore. No, uh, I like Lois in this movie a lot. If if I didn't say it enough, um, and I I didn't think she hogged too much time, and she was definitely one of like the brighter performances in in this Absolutely. movie. You know, I want to I want to get to talk about uh, Lex Jesse Eisenberg's Lex oh. Luthor because um, I I think Matt and Tyler so far I've, I've heard from you guys uh, you you did like the take on Lex and I did too. Um, Emmanuel though you said you didn't like his take right? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Again, this is one of those things where I had to go research it because I'm trying to figure out what the hell was going on with Lex. Apparently, this was not the Lex that we were supposed to, that we were accustomed Mm -hmm. to, right? Because at first, that's what I was going to judge him off of. I'm like, look, I'm looking at Kevin Spacey, Gene Hackman, hell, the the animated (laughs) series versions. I'm looking at all these different variations, Smallville, you know. Michael Rosenbaum, I mean, yeah, classic, yeah, iconic, yes. right? And, and you know, the one thing that I'm always noticing with Lex's personality is, yeah, he's a bad guy, but at the same time, he's almost like the opposite of Bruce Wayne. He knows how to go dark <laughs> behind the closed doors, but in the public eye, people are kind of like, ah, I'd still vote for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's like a Donald Trump almost, <laughs> you know, you hate him, but he's, he's just so popular. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't see that from Eisenberg's character. So, you know, when I'm looking in, you know, doing a little research on like, all right, what kind of Lex was he supposed to be? Apparently he was supposed to be Alexander Luther from Infinite Crisis. From that story. Okay, Okay. so like obviously, you know, that's a different version. That's, you know, Lex Luther Prime. So that Lex is a little bit more eccentric and a little bit more you know, one-dimensional and stuff like that. But this was my problem with it. My problem is the fact that if that's what you were trying to do, I think that given the fact that you know everybody only knows one kind of Lex, you should have done a better job of establishing that this isn't the Lex that you're used to. And it could have been done very simply by just saying, hey, I'm Alexander Luther, or just keep calling me Lex Luther Jr., the no, sec- they, they, they did say they, they I know told- yeah they, they gave you that blurb yeah that quick blurb but that's the thing that blurb went by so fast you're kind of like okay so what they did keep calling you know they I mean? did keep call- still keep calling him Lex I think there was one point when uh when Alfred said Alexander Luther and, and then Bruce was quick to say oh Lex 
So there was that confusion. I totally, I, I can see, I can see that confusion. See, even, even when Alfred said it, I'm like, ah, he's English, so you know, he's gonna, he's of course he's gonna go with the, the so. But yeah, I mean, it, it, had they just kept enforcing that, then I would have been like, okay, they keep emphasizing this junior thing. Maybe I should approach this character a little bit differently, and you know, even if you go to IMDb, you know, and look at his cast, he's named Lex yeah. Luthor. Yeah. So, I just thought that was misleading. If you were trying to show me a different version of Lex, the same way you're giving me the Dark Knight Returns version of Batman, then that should have been established a little bit more. So, that was my grievance. No, that, that totally makes sense. And, you know, it, it actually, it, to me, that actually furthers, I have a theory that this is all leading to an Infinite Crisis thing. Um, oh, yeah. They can, they, can, they can throw all the smoke screens up they want. But I think that DCTV and DCEU one day is going to merge, and it's going to be Infinite Crisis. Um, that would be smart. Yeah, I completely agree, and and I I think it that hurts. it's going to happen somewhere down the line. So if if if, what, if it's correct what you're saying, like doing your research on on the Alexander Luther, hey, I'm all for it. If if that's what's what it's going to be, because that means that we will get that version of Lex somewhere down the line that we are used to. Um, mm-hmm. Agasocles, did you like uh, Eisenberg? I don't remember if you said you did you like Eisenberg's take on Luther. Uh, yeah, I did. I was a little disappointed that nobody called out uh, John Shea's rendition of uh, Lex <laughs> Luthor from Lower <laughs> Sorry. I missed that one. Missed that one. I'm only saying this to, to call out the differences. I'm, I'm not saying this to, to diminish anyone else's stance on it. I just, I, I went into this movie not, nec- I, I went into this movie being willing to see different takes on these characters. Um, and I didn't, I mean, it, it was a rendition of Lex. It was a version of Lex. I I didn't. I, I personally didn't necessarily need the to to understand or, or to understand any of the mythology behind it. It's just. It's just, to me. It was just a different version, and and I'm old, so <laughs> I've 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 grown up with Lex a very long time. You know, I'm probably roughly about the same age by now. So I just you know I didn't. I personally didn't need to see a bald Lex Luthor who was a businessman at the top of a mega corporation who was just doing his same shtick. Um, and this is a different guy. Now, now the trope to this is it's kind of, um, you know, you know, Mark Zuckerberg uh, in charge of LexCorp. Um, so, so, so that's a bit problematic. But, but I, I, I was fine with it. And I felt, um, again, for what this movie was trying to do and what it's trying to be. And, you know, I've, I've talked about this movie being a, a little deconstructionist and a bit existentialist. And, and, and I think for that reason, this Lex Luthor fits in that world. A Lex Luthor who's questioning a lot of things about about what is God, what, you know, who is Satan, um, and, and, you know, extending the DC characters to, to match, um, to those mythologies. I I think having a nut job in playing the role of Lex Luthor is pretty appropriate. Yeah. I I think I could agree with you on, on seeing a different Lex, just in the sense that, you know, uh, at least in the movie versions with, with, uh, Spacey and, and Hackman's Luthers, they were very much like businessmen, but they were always going after property. So for me, in that sense, it was nice to see a Lex that was a little bit more, I guess, looking in that terms, that it was a little more eccentric and he was a little more out there and he was a little more crazy and zany. Um, I can definitely see where people could get the comparisons to like a Riddler and Joker. Um, I thought he was like maybe a little bit more altogether than they were and that's a little bit more. So that's how I differentiated him from a Riddler or Joker comparison. Um, because um where you look like you want to say something emmanuel does 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 that include 
Uh, just for sure, your sure. interpretation and your take, does that include the Jolly Rancher? That was scene? weird. That was, that was, <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was the best scene. I was kind of like, what the hell is going on now? That was a very odd scene. It was one of those moments in the movie that made me go like, okay, like, okay, where are they going? It was, and I, I didn't bring this up yet, but um, in the very beginning after, you know, they have the whole, uh, when Bruce is having the very early dream sequence of him falling in the well, when he's coming up with the bats in a very symbolic way, because the first time I saw that and I see that happening, I'm going, uh-oh, like what? What what's going on here? Because mm-hmm. I didn't take it as a dream until he said it was a dream. So when he said it was right. a dream, I let out the hugest sigh of relief because I was like, "Oh right. my god! Thank you. This yeah. is not more than yeah. what it is." Um, but but I had yeah. that same reaction when when Lex kind of did that because it's kind that's that's very out of place and very kind of odd. But um, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, did you guys see the deleted scene that got released? Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, Lex is, Lex is in the ship, right? It's still the ship. Yeah. And he's talking to some something. I don't know if anybody can speak to this, but he's speaking to somebody, which it's turning out it could be somebody that's communicating him uh, through Dark Side or, or something. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't exactly know the setup, and I know very little about that part of the mythology. But it's all leading mm. to who we've been teased about, which is Dark Side. Yeah, I think. So the rumor is that that was Steppenwolf. Okay. So you know uh, what is that? Dark Side's son or second in command or something like that and he had uh the mother boxes you know the thing that made cyborg and he was like dispersing them or something now i don't i don't know if lex was talking to him or if lex was in the you know that gel liquid pool or something and i think that's i think that was kind of like more of a hologram you know and it and it was just recanting history or something and he was saying teach me and and yeah yeah i think that's exactly where that deleted scene was supposed to fit like right after that teach me and show me you know they literally showed him (laughs) you know by the way steppenwolf does this and that's why they're coming now um yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the impact of the trailers that we saw versus the finished product of the movie. Um, Tyler, did did what you saw in the trailers? Did they have a huge effect on you in terms of spoiling things and and how you saw the movie differently when you saw it for the first time? It, I mean, we got the the movie basically in that second trailer, right? Like. I mean, it didn't affect me how I saw the movie because I knew everything that was going to happen. The only thing that really surprised me was the, you know, death of Superman because I didn't expect that at all. Um, Did you like that? No, I mean, no, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, they they didn't build up, you know, for me, I need to care about superman i didn't care about i don't care about the superman yeah so um matt what did you think of i mean obviously the whole death of superman storyline which was wedged into the end um is gonna lead us into jla but what did you think of that was that a big surprise for you too were were you not happy with that as well no um i mean i guess i i kind of nothing it 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 happened um, I wasn't really surprised that they killed him. I mean, um, you know, fresh off of Easter, you know, more more uh, Christ, you know, symbolism with Superman. And I mean, 
They even had like the balls to put two crosses, you know, like in the back left corner. I don't know if you guys noticed that when they killed them and mm-hmm. they're taking him from the rubble and they're laying him into Lois's arms. I'm like, oh, so and yeah. and then they laid him into his mother's arms and she prayed over him and and yeah. for his death. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot, almost forgot that Superman's Jesus. So um, <laughs> yeah, thanks guys, yeah. appreciate it. Um, and then I'm like, well, he's not gonna stay dead, but it, it set up a nice visual piece. I guess I wasn't really surprised that um that that they they tried to kill him off at the end in a nice big you know thing it which is cool I, I don't mind because it, it legitimized Doomsday you know even though they end up did did they did they kill him how did he die I kind of forgot everything just Kryptonite. walked away well no, he, he yeah he just blew Doomsday up whatever and then Doomsday stabbed him with the arm that was no 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 no. Oh. I, Sorry, yeah. I, I meant to say, how did did Doomsday get super disintegrated? Oh. Is there a possibility of him coming back? Well, you guys think what? That's weird because I mean, supposedly, if he is a crypt uh, Kryptonian, that Kryptonite destroys the cells. Yeah, that's what so. They're saying. I don't know how he would come back from that. But then again, Doomsday's whole thing is whatever killed him before won't kill him again, right? So I don't know how they're gonna do that yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting um and and i i mean i i totally get what you're saying matt i did think the scene was kind of cool because that was straight out of the comic books with with uh, with uh, lois holding clark or superman yeah um I, I in that sense i thought that was a nice visual um agasicles <clears throat> we've they've killed superman how do you bring back clark kent <laughs> because i feel like they painted themselves into a corner here because not only did you decide to kill Superman, but you've killed Clark Kent. How do you, how do you fix that going into JLA? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I would, I could go back and read the comics and see how they did that. Um, I mean, he's an investigative reporter. I don't think it would be, you know, too much of a fabrication to make a claim that you know he was deep undercover and they faked his death to protect mm. him, and you know then they brought him back. I, to me. You know, unfortunately, secret identities just don't play a lot into this universe. Um, despite the fact that I, I mean, which is a little hypocritic on my part, hypocritic on my part, because I said um, hypocritical on my part. Sorry, not hypocritic, not not like a doctor. Um, <laughs> doctor Agassically, tell. So, um, even though I, you know, I said I was a little bit bothered by not having a very recognizable uh, Barry Allen, um, but. Um, so I haven't really processed that. I, I've been I'm kind of surprised that um, some of you guys weren't impacted by it. Uh, it it caught me off guard. Number one, I, I could have made the jump once I'd realized Doomsday was in the field, in the movie and considered the only reason he was ever brought into the comics was to kill Superman. But I didn't think about it. Um, I just thought about that he was being brought in to be a big enough threat to warrant the Holy Trinity teaming up. Um, but when they kill him at the end of the movie, I, a couple things I was like man, he and Batman just kind of worked their stuff out, right, and got back together, and I was looking forward to a JLA movie that that expands on that relationship and the interaction of the Holy Trinity. Now it seems like we're not going to get that, at least for the first hour and a half of the of the first part of JLA, or JL, sorry. Um, so that's one thing. I was a little disappointed that we weren't going to get to see that relationship expand, um, because I felt like the whole... To me, the whole point of this movie is to show how those characters are so starkly different, but also very similar. Um, and I mentioned on another podcast earlier this week that, you know, at the end of the day, all three of these characters are kind of orphans. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 while they're a little different that that core of their characters is partially what binds them together um so so i was disappointed to to see his death it it gives me a lot of questions about how justice league is going to go um doesn't shake my confidence in justice league just now makes me very curious to see what the setup is going to be um and then like i said connected to that to the the scene of uh of the flash coming back in time and giving him the warning um makes me feel like you know part part one is now going to be the justice league forming and just trying and just getting their asses kicked by dark side and his minions eventually and just trying to hold on and then at some point hitting a hitting a thing where like dudes to pull this off we need to get superman back alive and they send lois off to bring him back somehow yeah i kind of had this theory that uh we're not going to see superman um maybe not even till the end of jl part one um i i think that that kind of storyline is something that has to be really explored and really explained in that movie um and and i think it's you know it's probably going to be offset by all the characters they're going to have you know we're finally going to see everyone minus superman together but i i think um the closest I can come to is comparison I come to is uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Star Trek three, their search for Spock where it's basically his resurrection and it takes almost the whole movie for them to get Spock back to being Spock. And, and, and I see something very similar to that in the justice league movie that we're going to get. Um, and I, I think it's kind of cool in that sense because we're going to get to see Batman interacting with, with not just wonder woman, but flash and Aquaman and cyborg. And watching how all that comes together, um, and then they have to not only, you know, form this partnership, but then, you know, they have to somehow shoehorn Superman into it and get it all flowing together. So I think that's going to be very interesting, and I hope I hope that a lot of the writing problems that they had was mainly set up and, and, and getting everything ready for JL and DCEU, and that whatever they can, and they're able to flesh things out with Justice League. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I still have faith in Chris Terrio writing the script. Um, I, I hope that they just fix a lot of the things for for uh, for Justice League. But that actually leads me into a next the next question, which Tyler actually mentioned that when we first started. Um, Emmanuel, do you think Zack Snyder is going to be uh, directing this thing in a few weeks? For Justice yeah. League? I hope not. Um <laughs> I, I I really don't. I, I I mean, I think he will just because of pressure, you know. Because like, if anything, they've they've tried to make him the new Joss Whedon since uh you know Nolan wasn't gonna do it. So I think by default they will, but I think it'll be a bad move. I think the only way that you keep these comic book movies uh, fresh is by getting different directors and different perspectives. And, you know, you really just have to cross your fingers and hope for the best. Um, If they happen to get it, get Snyder back, I think it'll be a mistake. Um, But if you don't mind, I did want to just, you know, reiterate points on the trailer. The, the, The trailer did ruin it for me. I'm a big proponent of trying to avoid trailers um, the teaser, you know, the Comic-Con teaser, great. You know, in the first trailer, awesome. Um, it did just enough for me to, you know, see the two conflicting heroes, and that's all I needed. But the second they showed Doomsday, um, the second they showed Wonder Woman, and not, like, tease her. I mean, they showed a good majority of, like, her actual scenes. And it, she she wasn't even in it long enough for my liking. I wanted more. You know, but 
that's what I got in the trailer. So there wasn't as much that I could get out of the movie and be like, okay, I'm satisfied and I'm ready for more. And yeah, the second, you know, uh, the second they showed Doomsday, I was like, well, you know what he's here for, you know, and the entire movie, if you kind of go back and think about it to the point of, let's just say I never saw the trailer, the movie does try to make Doomsday a surprise, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking like, man, what if I had never seen that trailer? What if I had never heard an internet rumor that Doomsday was going to be in there? I'm having the feeling that, yes, it still feels rushed because to Tyler's point, I didn't build a connection with Superman either to the point where, well, he's dead now, but I didn't care. You know, um, had they left that be a surprise, I think it would have added a little bit more to the movie for people. But No, it's, it's true. I mean, yeah. I, you know, when that trailer hit, I found myself defending it, actually, and going, you know, there's still more we haven't seen. Well, I yeah. was wrong, because there was a... It was more spikes. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually <laughs> did like his how he was, you know, turning more and more into Doomsday. Um, I thought they did a nice job of that. Uh, I know a lot of people complained about the CGI, and um, but I, I, I enjoyed how you could see him slowly becoming the Doomsday that we know from the comic books. Um, I wish we could have seen more of that. Who knows with comic book movies if, you know, we've seen Coulson come back to life, so who knows if Doomsday can come back to life. Um, but I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I would like to see that explored a little bit more just because I think that if they do Doomsday right late, at least the way they were setting up, it would be, I mean, it would be even more terrifying than what we saw. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Matt, what did you, th- now give me your like kind of, did you like it? Did you hate it? If, would you recommend it to people? I would recommend it to people. Um, I, as as disjointed as I thought it was, I, I still thought it was um, a fun last 30 minutes of it. And, um, you know, you, you go in there, you know, seeing Batman and Superman square off, and they do. Um, and it's... I, I So I, I would recommend it to, to people. I, I didn't dislike the movie enough to not recommend it to folks. Um, uh, my biggest uh, takeaway, though, was... Uh, <laughs> kind of go back a little couple topics, but... Uh, like my my biggest like most positive takeaway was Wonder Woman was badass in this movie. Like uh, not only was Lois Lane badass, but so was Wonder Woman, and um, she she was really like um, she definitely needs her own movie because I felt like she didn't belong in this movie. <laughs> it's like like nobody knew where she came from. You know, is she with you? No, I thought she was with you, and um, <laughs> and she was like headlong into the into the fray. You know, Superman's standing there like, oh, man, he's like another Kryptonian. I got my ass kicked last time. And Batman's like, I I got a grapple gun, and that's it. And then she's like, I got a sword. I got a shield. Let's do this, boys. And she then, loved it. Yeah, she was like she was like laughing when she got yeah, slapped. Yeah, like she was not scared. Hey, that was badass. That was <laughs> scrappy, showing her Amazon roots. And I was like, that's, yeah. that's so sick. It, I, it, it's a great teaser trailer for her standing so uh, I, I definitely, um, I, I wouldn't say definitely recommend. I, I, I recommend it for people. If um, if you're not a big comic movie person, if you're burnt out on superheroes, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but I would recommend it for those at least who are curious to seeing a versus movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah, someone put up a good meme. I think a, a few days ago, uh, there's a shot of someone put a screenshot up of, of Wonder Woman and Superman fighting Doomsday, and then there's just an animated 
gif of uh, of Batman giving a thumbs up, and it says, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got it this. Said Batman, Good job, it said guys. Batman during the Doomsday fight. And I was like, oh, yep, that's pretty true. I can't, I couldn't help yeah. but laugh at that. <clears throat> um, Tyler, uh, what do you, what do you think? Uh, you, are you recommending this to people? Or are you telling everyone to stay away till the Blu-ray even longer? Yeah, you know, unless you really, really, really want to see this movie, I would just wait until it's on DVD or rent it on like Redbox or something. Because you know, watch the tra- watch the second trailer. You have the movie. Oh, and Superman dies. Yeah, like pretty much. There isn't much. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, yeah, that's just like wait till DVD or rent it or something. <laughs> uh, a gas please. Um. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not recommending this unless it's you know. Um, Unless it's somebody I personally know, and I know that they'll get into it. Um, in, in terms of people I don't know, it would be if you are deep into DC mythology and deep into Superman and Batman, and, and I mean deep down the crevice where you enjoy seeing how you know a different writer writes Batman, um, or you know a different creative team handles Superman, and you're and you're specifically into seeing different versions and iterations of these characters. Um, if you're a mainstream moviegoer. If you're um, a, a, a religious purist and you insist on having like a encased view of what Superman should be and that's what has to be represented on screen, then no, I don't I don't recommend this movie for you. Uh, Emmanuel. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, absolutely. I second that because like, it, you know, if I do recommend it, I, I mean, granted, I liked it. I mean, I did see it in IMAX, so I think that that kind of played a factor into it you know just seeing it on the big screen and all but if i did recommend it it would be with so many you know disclaimers (laughs) so um i at this point given the fact that it's you know the hype is starting to kind of die down a little bit um i'm kind of with tyler i think i would probably be like hey if you're gonna go see it and if you're not gonna go to the theaters just get the extended you know uncut version and yeah, if it's on Redbox, by all means, you know, definitely get that. Um, so okay, uh, well, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm similar to you guys. I might be a little bit more of a lone wolf here, but um, I, I, I would recommend it to people, but more of like you said, Emmanuel, like, like a disclaimer. I would probably say, you know what, you're gonna have a lot of questions. I have no problems yeah. explaining. <laughs> I have no right. problems. Filling in the blanks because believe me, yeah. if, <clears throat> if you're not a comic book fan, you're gonna have a lot of them. And I, believe me, I will yeah. sit down and I will explain to you everything. And I think part of that is because I want this movie to still do good. And I still, it, I think the thing is when you really dig deep, there is a good movie there. But like a friend of mine was telling me, they just fumbled at the goal line. And and and, right. and it's it's unfortunate when you have a movie that's been uh developed for the last been developing for the last three years you know you don't expect that from some something that's been worked on for so long now we see little gems here and there with wonder woman with batman we know we're going to get those eventually i think while this movie served as a setup it just didn't 
flow the way we wanted to. It didn't live up to the hype. I think you guys are right in terms of the trailer. The trailer, that, that second or third trailer was showing Doomsday really did a disservice because I would have loved to have been surprised by that. Even if I would have heard there was a rumor, I never would have been like, oh, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read that as gospel. Yeah. I'm taking that to the, you know, I, I would have known it right away. I would have just had in the back of my, my back of my mind, oh, that might happen. Um, and even like, like you were saying, Emmanuel, about Wonder Woman sees, I, scenes, they could have been cut down in the trailer because they really do show, even which which was one of the coolest things I thought was when she jumped at Doomsday for the first time. That was such yeah. a badass thing on screen. It was. And they showed it, it in the trailer and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like I Or just how she defended Batman. All they had to do was just show her, you know, dressed up at that ball or party or whatever mm-hmm. and we and never ever <laughs> ever show her costume. If they never show her costume, just show her dressed up, it would have been totally fine. And just leave that awesome appearance in that because she made a really great mm-hmm, entrance mm-hmm. you know during those final scenes and you know you're kind of like yeah i know it's about to come this is this is where it's coming at, i mean know? if anything if, if there was anything that we didn't see in the from the trailers it was probably just the cameos from the other jla members if anything and the, and the death, death. That yeah. Was, yeah i mean those are yeah. the things that we didn't see and here, you know, like I like I said, I felt silly because I'm defending the trailers going, oh, God, come on, guys, I, I'm sure there's more in there. And lo and behold, no, there was uh, – everything was really in the trailers. I'm sure I'm – sh- it's, it's funny. If somebody hasn't done it yet, I'm sure if somebody were to try to splice all the trailers together, you would be very close to having the entire movie. Um, yeah. Minus, like I said, the JLA, ca- JLA cameos and the uh, and the, uh, the death of Superman. The Batman uh, The Batman stuff. stuff and the death of Superman stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. but, uh, but, and just, to, just, well, I mean, just, uh, I just want to more firmly plant my feet on my stance of film. Cause it, I, I mean, again, I, I would have, like you guys mentioned a lot of caveats in terms of recommending people to go see a film. However, I was completely fine with the film. I didn't, I, I didn't feel like there was a fumble at the end. I'm very interested, curious, and excited for justice league, um, to, to come out. Um, there are a couple things that I would have maybe preferred being done a slightly different way and those are really nitinoids um but i was completely fine with with the film yeah, overall I mean, I mean i'm not uh i mean i have my gripes with the movie but overall i loved it i mean like i said i think i think for me that speaks to more of the whole inside baseball thing uh because i get i get what they were trying to say so i loved all that and then i guess please it's like you right. said like they made a movie for me for for us really right, hardcore right. DC fans that know these stories that know the mythology, they made that for us. And to that point, I love the hell out of the movie. Um, and and I I would if I could I would see it all every day. Um, but yeah, I know it doesn't sound too crazy. Um, but, uh, well, well, and let, let me ask you, Pete, in that vein, or, or all you guys, do you guys think this? Do you guys think this would have been fine if if this were exactly the same movie but animated? If this were a DC animated film, would it have been okay? Uh, With the same editing and the same direction, but just animated. I, I mean, I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess, I guess my question is, 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 is the, if, the same movie just animated twice? Right, right. I mean, sure, sure. Yeah. Certainly, there would be some differences, but I think that wasn't watched... a general audience release in theaters. Is that what you're asking, it, I guess, it, please? It, exactly. And if it were, if it were collected with a bunch of movies that are that are either one near faithful representations of, of a comic book event or something in the DC universe or, you know, spinoffs and, and different takes on the very mythology of some of these characters. I, 
I probably wouldn't have watched it if it if it was like that. Then yeah, then. But I if if I did watch it, I probably have the same feelings about it. Yeah, same here. I mean, animation can help this. Okay. Yeah, I I think I, I think I would have watched it because I would have been curious. But yeah, it... I think there wouldn't have been a huge backlash. Like you know, like it wouldn't have been panned because the right people are watching the yeah. movie. Like how you guys I... were saying, you know. I mean, when, when I ask the question, I mean, do you, do you guys watch the DC animated films? I mean, are you kind of familiar with just kind of how they vary thematically and how, you know, the, the same characters are represented, but often represented kind of in different flavors and ways? Yeah, I've watched, um, I've watched like a, a Superman vs. Shazam. Uh, that was a good one. Um, I've watched uh, a couple of, I think, a, some, some Teen Titan ones, I think. I It was a long time ago, but I do know that I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I think like uh, it's just putting this movie in front of the the right audience is um is I think what we're all trying to say with our uh with our yeses or nos, right? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. All right, so we uh I hope you enjoyed our our deconstruction of of Batman v Superman. We had a lot of issues, but we all did seem to enjoy certain things from the movie. Um, you know, so uh the best thing I think we can suggest is if you're going to see it have an open mind, but just know you might have a lot of questions if you're not really deep into the DC mythology. Um, all right, I want to thank everyone for coming on. Uh, I like to do this on the show, and that is give everyone uh, a second to let them know where uh, let our listeners know where you can be found. Um, Tyler, where can everyone find you at? You can find me on the GWW. Great. Um, Gascles. Uh, you can find me at Agastically Stamus on Twitter. That's two S's in the middle. And, of course, you can find all my other stuff on the GWW.com. Great. Uh, Am- <laughs> uh, Emmanuel? Uh, you can find me everywhere. Just Google Eman's Movie Reviews. I'm on the GWW.com, uh, um, uh, Twitter and Instagram, spoiler, the word dash, and free. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Matt? You can find me on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I'm Snapchat, all with the same name. I'm Salzy. I am S-A-L-Z-Y. And you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find us at Scene and Nerd, at the G, the, the underscore GWW. Go to the GWW.com for all our content podcasts. You'll find them all there. That is going to do it. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. We really wanted to talk Batman v Superman, and that's what we did. Till next time, have a good day. Yeah. Yeah, deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!